Um, when I was thinking of going freelance and I was asking other people, the general consensus is just you're never going to be ready. And if you have a safety net, it's always going to hold you back and you won't be able to accomplish as much as you could if you just let go of that safety net. Welcome to the Passion Behind the Art Show. It's all about diving in with individuals to learn the story behind their passion. It's your host, Daryl Pinnock. Well, I'm excited to have Roxy and Phoebe on the Passion Behind the Art Show, a.k.a. Ander Design yep. Co. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Welcome, ladies. Having us. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, let's kick it off. I guess you're <laughs> going to do it one by one, but how did your design journey start? Who will be first? All right, Phoebe, go for it. Okay, this is Phoebe, and I'll go for it. <laughs> um, so... I went to design school. I I graduated from high school and I went uh, to Pratt Institute in New York and started off there. I did two years there as a graphic design major and then I hated it. So <laughs> I transferred to Temple University. Um, Tyler in School of Art is their art school within Temple and I finished up my degree there. And so I have a degree in um, graphic design and graphic and interactive design but I don't really think I do the interactive part <laughs> so um yeah I, I suppose you're supposed to do the websites and apps and all that jazz but coding really wasn't much interest to me um and then after graduating I moved to California I'd never been to California before I just thought it seemed cool on the internet. <laughs> so I uh, moved out here and I worked for a bike company as actually apparel designer. I did mm. cycling clothing and catalogs and hang tags, everything that went along with that. Um, and then did that for eight months. Again, hated that job. So <laughs> I tended to really not like some things. And, I moved on to another job actually in the cycling industry. So I was really uh, interested in being in the action sports industry. So I got a job at another company that actually made bikes called Electra and mm. um, was designing uh, apparel as well, but bells and helmets and the fenders that, that were going on and all the graphics that went along with that and get like catalogs because um, all these, these products needed a catalog. So that's my spiel. <laughs> okay, cool. Roxy. Yeah. Yeah. So it took me a little bit longer to figure out that I wanted to be a designer. I always loved drawing when I was a kid and growing up, and um, but it didn't really seem like something that I could do as a career. So when I went away to college, art and design wasn't even on my radar. Um, I went away to college um, at a school up in Washington State and just was taking all kinds of random classes, didn't find anything I liked. I was there for two and a half years, and they were like, okay, Roxy, you really need to pick a degree now, like a major, because you're about to graduate. And so I was just like, I can't, there's nothing here for me. So I ended up dropping out, and I moved back home to San Diego and started going to, taking community classes and taking, like, as broad of a range as possible and I took a design class. It was like a design one-on-one class. And I was like, yes, this is finally something I like doing. I feel like I'm good at it. So I ended up basically starting over after three and a half years and going to design school. Mm. So I went to design school for a few years and then dropped out of college because I was like, I feel like I have the skills that I need to 
be able to be a designer and work freelance because I really wanted to work freelance. I didn't really want to work for anyone else. Um, so that's when, so I left school, started working odd jobs, and that's when I started drawing lettering. I, ne I never did that in college. I love typography, but um, it wasn't until after college that I started in the world of hand lettering and um, posting on Instagram and then like meeting all these amazing cool people that I still follow and talk to. And um, it just kind of took off from there as I was building my following. Okay, so, cool. So yeah. Phoebe, so during this process while you were on your journey, were you also still building a platform? Uh, I definitely didn't think of social media in the way that Roxy had been using it. Uh, she, as she said, was was trying to start her her own business and go off on her own, which that had never been a dream of mine. Oh. Um, I guess it had been mentioned to me before, but it just felt like this impossible uh, route to take. So um, I was posting on Instagram some lettering stuff, but you know, it was more just like, I went to the beach today, or, you know, <laughs> with lots of scary, scary filters on stuff. So, um, definitely wasn't on my radar, but I, I did, I remember uploading, I had a cargo collective website with all my portfolio from college that okay. I was pretty meticulous about upgrade, uh, what is the word? Yeah, just, uh, keeping it going, and as I was working, especially because I was switching jobs, mm -hmm. between those bike jobs, I remember I had, like, updated my portfolio completely, uh, but never thought about Instagram as that tool. Okay. So how did you end up using it like that? Was that did somebody tell you about that? Like how did you end up using it like that, Roxy? Um, well, when I started on Instagram, like I was just drawing things for fun and posting them on my Instagram, like not really thinking anything about it mm -hmm. or of it. And um I was like, whoa, when you use hashtags, more people see your stuff and you get all these likes and follows. And this was like five, six years ago. So it was like still very new. And like, I remember when I got 100 followers, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so popular. <laughs> um, but it just was really cool to I, I initially was just using it to interact with other designers and like, mm -hmm. you know, I love your work and vice versa. And um I just was noticing, like, as I was getting more followers, people started asking me to do commissions or, like, hey, can I buy that drawing or, like, can you do my logo? And so I started realizing, like, okay, like, if I have a following, I'll get more work through this. So it was kind of just, like, you know, the more more I put myself out there and more I interacted with people, the following would grow, and then I could eventually do freelance from that is what I was thinking. Okay. So yeah. how did the meat happened. The meat cute. I, sl I slid into her DMs. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, um, that's, that's not a lie. Uh, yeah, upon working at the, the second bike job, I was wanting to do a bit more um, with my extracurriculars and had, had seen lettering coming up on, yeah, I started getting more involved in Instagram and saw what people were doing out there, and um, I found Roxy in San Diego, probably through a hashtag, and, uh, <laughs> you know, was like, wow, I really like this girl's stuff, she's so cool, um, she seems about my age, you know, what you can gauge from, like, the hand holding the pencil, <laughs> <There's> <laughs> not, not wrinkles, 
I had a young hand. <laughs> so um, we, I messaged her and I said, hey, would you want to meet up? Um, and she actually worked very close to where uh, I work. So it was kind of perfect. And we met up for happy hour one night and uh, discussed starting a lettering club in San Diego. Okay, okay. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. You had started yeah. a lettering club. So mm-hmm. San Diego letters. <laughs> so now you guys are you know each other you've met up how did the whole business deal start yeah so originally we were just doing monthly meetups at the club and that was so much fun planning events and branding the club and promoting and you know all that kind of stuff there was actually a lot of design stuff that went into it so we found like wow we really love working together and at the time, I was working a full-time design job that was really boring and not creatively fulfilling. So I was just still doing as much freelance as possible to eventually be able to go freelance full-time. So when we met, like, I, I did, I think I told you, like, eventually I want to go quit yeah. my job. But it seemed, like, so far out of the realm of possibility. Right. Um, but then as we started working together, we found we worked really well together. And we're like, hey, we should do a freelance project together. Um, so we started doing a couple freelance projects together and it was just so much fun. And, um, I was getting to the point where I was like completely had it with my job. Um, so I was just like, I'm quitting my job. And, um, a few months later, Phoebe did too. And we just went all in because at your job, her job, she was kind of hit a glass ceiling. Yeah. I was feeling kind of stuck and there wasn't much more upward mobility. Mm. So, and then, um, everything looks glamorous from, from the outside. So was, everything Roxy was doing, I was like, oh, I want to do that. And um, so I, I left my job and then we took the business full force. So before, so actually San Diego Letters was the club that you yeah. turned into a business. Yeah. So why, so how did the new business that you have get started and why was the change from San Diego letters yeah um I also want to mention we also were used to be um three of us it was my friend Eden or our friend was a part of it as well um but Eden was going in a different direction completely from us so it like just made sense that Roxy and I were going to go do this on our own mm-hmm. and we kind of the business you know the business and the meetups uh got to be too much together we couldn't keep up with the meetups it was just too much like trying to figure out how to, I mean your first couple months is a freelance too it's hard to figure out your footing and staying afloat so we were kind of less um less prioritize the the free things <laughs> so um yeah the meetups kind of fell off and then we just were like really into this business stuff and we actually rebranded. The rebranding took a long time to become Pander Design Co. We've been thinking about it for so much longer than it, you know, it should have been like last year, but we actually officially rebranded this September 2017. Um, and that was because we felt that the name San Diego Letters was limiting because, yeah, we initially had branded it as a meetup group for just lettering artists in San Diego. And then now as a business, we were going out to, I mean, we just went to Australia. We've been, you know, all over. So the, having San Diego in the name just felt limiting to us. Yeah. So Pander is a combination of the two of our names, Phoebe and Roxy, P and R. And we just feel like it's more ambiguous and, um, you know, it's it's not going to 
stick us in, you know, a little niche area of things. Okay, cool. Well, I must say, I like the whole get-up. I like the colors. I like maybe some other time we get in-depth in the nerdy design stuff, but I really <laughs> like how you guys did it. So, <clears throat> I know that you guys do a lot of murals, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you do other kind of designs, like, you know, the usual logos and all kind of stuff, but you guys do a lot of murals. How are you getting so much mural projects? <laughs> you just asked um, for it. Yeah, I mean, 50% is people coming to us. They've seen either our work in real life or they've met work with us or they follow us on Instagram. And then the other half is just through doing outreach. We do so much outreach in our business. We actually hired someone just to do outreach and send out hundreds of emails a week. Um, so basically, we we know our target audience. We know our perfect client, the kind of industry they work in. Um, we know how much, obviously, they have to spend on it, so they have to be able to afford us. They have to have a social media um, because our murals are more social media moments. They're more a marketing strategy rather than just a piece of art. So we look for companies that we think would be a good fit for us and we send them an email and a presentation and like you'd be surprised how many people are just like, oh my God, I've been looking for someone to paint a mural like so perfect that you emailed me. So um, it's really just putting yourself out there and finding the clients because it's crazy to think that like your dream clients are just going to stumble upon your website or something. You got to go find them. Yeah, you have to be... We're direct about it. We, we say we want to do a mural for you. We're not just like, hey, <laughs> how's it going? You know, yeah. we get right to the point. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Because the reason why I asked it was interesting. I know briefly last year at, well, yeah, last year at Creative Self, I was talking briefly yeah. to Phoebe and she did tell me that we just ask, we hustle. Yeah. And I was like, that's just interesting. Because, you know, there's this, this mantra of, you know, letting clients come to you and, yeah. you know, this whole idea that if you're always asking, like, there's something wrong with that. And to see you guys yeah. doing pretty well, you know what I mean, with the combination of asking and also receiving clients. Yeah, it's also the way that you word it. So, like, you could definitely send emails and sound really desperate mm -hmm. and sound like you have no clients and you're dying to work with them. Um, but you know, the way we present ourselves, it's like, we don't present ourselves as like, Hey, we want to do this for free. We present it as like, this would be a really great tool for your business. And like, we can help you. Mm. Um, so showing them that we're worth them paying us for a service. And a lot of times people don't respond. That's normal with cold emails, but, um, but yeah, it's just the way that you present yourself. So I'm just curious. When you yeah. say presentation, are you guys like sending them, sending them a video of yourselves or something like that? Um, we send them just a PDF document, basically okay. like, yeah, it's like probably twenty pages now. Um, it's basically like a visual resume and like our best work and um, kind of some stats and testimonials from past clients and you know how it's going to impact their business. So. I think any designer or any creative looking for work should just like, you know, we're designers. We can design something beautiful. So make something beautiful, show them what you can do. And like people really respond to the visual stuff. Like we'll get people that say like, we'll reach out to big companies that we're like, oh, they're never going to respond. And they'll respond and say like, I get hundreds of emails every week, but I responded because your presentation was so beautiful. So it's like, 
you know, it's so easy for us to do that and just attach it. So like, why not use our skills and just show our clients or future clients what we can do? Nice, nice. It makes sense. I just, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if you actually did videos because you guys are so high energy. It seems like that's what <laughs> you guys would do. Well, we have a video on our website that we love. So we always direct them to look at our video on our website yeah. too. All right. So back to the individuals. Like, yeah. who would you say your support system is? Like, for you personally, who would you say your support system in this journey? Well, definitely having each other is, like, huge support. Like, I know for myself I could not be doing this without Phoebe. It's just nice to have someone there to be like, oh, my God, this big, scary client, you know. Like, just being able to bounce ideas off each other constantly is so nice because, like, I think as designers, we tend to overthink and, like, overanalyze and, like, question and our work is never perfect enough. So having someone there to be like, yeah, it's great, send it off to the client, you know, is really helpful. Yeah, it's easy to get in your own head. So um, we've also made a lot of friends through our podcast and through Instagram that we look to for advice. And, um, you know, same thing, whether it's just sending off a design and asking what do you think of this or... Um, talking sales and our strategy and the business sense of things. Um, and then, of course, we have to thank our families because, uh, in general, they're pretty, persuasive, <laughs> pretty support, supportive. Yeah. I also have to shout out FDOT, a.k.a. Eric Friedenson. Um, he's a big support as well. He's my boyfriend. So we're always talking to him. And um, also Adam Vickerel. Um, I don't know if you've had him on, but he's great. And um, we do weekly calls with him to talk about freelance so he's always helpful for us. Yeah, I haven't had Adam on, but Eric is awesome, man. Yeah. He is he's an awesome a... dude. So, <laughs> all right. So what is it like having a business partner? What is that mm -hmm. like? What is the dynamic like? Is this like, is there something specific that you should be looking for or in individually to say, okay, I should have a business partner? Yeah. yeah. I think it's different for everyone. Um, Roxy and I are similar and different in a lot of ways. I, I know that like cliche or not cliche, like the most common business partners are usually exact opposites. Like someone's the, the business person and someone's the creative, but in this case, we're obviously both the creatives. So it's a little bit different. Um, sometimes we're fighting over the paintbrush. Uh, <laughs> no, I, we, we, Pretty much all do this, or we all, we both do the same, the same stuff, um, but, like, Roxy's usually more chill and, like, the relaxed person and tells me it's going to be okay versus, yeah, I'm the anxiety-driven, like, freak out about everything, <laughs> so. Well, she's also, like, the really social butterfly, so she'll, like, talk to everybody and, like, be like, hey, can we paint a mural or whatever, whereas, like, I'm a little bit more reserved, so it's a really good balance in that way, um. But it's just nice having a partner. Um, I mean, it's basically when you enter into a partnership, it's like getting married. You have to yeah. have, like, insanely good communication. Um, you have to be able to travel together and be around each other all the time. So um, so it's definitely hard to find a good business partner. But someone that, like, brings out the best in you and makes you do things that you couldn't do on your own. Like, you know, it's just having that person where it's like you think of a crazy idea, like, hey, let's record ourselves drunk and put it online every week and then like yeah that sounds crazy by yourself but if you have someone being like yeah let's just do it <laughs> it's a bit easier to have someone along for the ride with you yeah I guess just I would never want to be business partners with my identical twin like 
you, you need differences so that someone else is, like, the exact reason why we need that set of eyes to look at the piece, like, you need a different opinion coming in. Um, and I'm sure, yeah, it's the whole thing opposites attract. So you need that little bit of opposition. Nice, nice. Because when, I didn't remember this, but after I asked you the question, I remember that Instagram post you did, Phoebe, of, like, pointing out why you guys are <laughs> um, different. <laughs> I was yeah. like, why wonder what prompt that? Yeah, well, because we just get told all the time that, like, we can't tell our the difference between our voices. Oh, so okay. So we wonder if people think we are... Oh, they, everyone thinks we're roommates, too, and that, like, we've known each other for years. And that we, like, are the exact same person. But yeah. it's Yeah, it's the differences that really make us a good team. Cool, cool, cool. So, I know it hasn't always been easy. What would you say was the biggest, some of the biggest struggles you had to overcome individually and as a partnership? Well, I guess the... So, we've been doing our business for, like... I'd say like two and a half years now. Mm -hmm. um, the first year was really, really a struggle because mm -hmm. it's a lot of highs and lows and work can be really inconsistent. Um, and we weren't doing any outreach at that time. We were just waiting for jobs. So it would be like sometimes we'd have a bunch of work and then sometimes we'd have no work at all. So um, that was definitely a struggle because neither of us were like had really much knowledge of business. So we didn't really know what we were doing. We didn't really know how to price. We didn't really know how to get clients. There's just so much unknown. So um, that first year was really a struggle. Um, and it is with like any new business or someone going freelance, there's always going to be a struggle. Um, but that, yeah, first year was really tough. And so that, like we learned so much in that first year. Like you learn so much by doing everything wrong. We're so smart now. <laughs> We learned a year, lot. Year two, we're genius. I know. Um, so, yeah. But going through that, like, struggle and feeling like, can we actually do this led us to actually hiring a business coach who we worked with for a year. And that just, like, completely took us to a whole new level. And um, we learned so much through that. So it's those struggles that lead you to where you're supposed to be. So that was, like, I don't know. It's not really specific answer, but... Yeah, I agree. It's really the highs and lows. And um, Aaron, we should have said to him as well, Aaron Keith was our business coach. And um, he worded it one time as like the tide, there's low tide and there's high tide. It it comes in waves and it, it, it you know, after a low tide, there's going to be a high tide. And after a high tide, it's always going to be that way. So um, just knowing that it's, it's going to be that way and not always expecting it to be low and not always expecting it to be high. Um, and then I'd say personally, as a struggle, uh, work-life balance, it's hard for me to turn off my brain and oh. just chill and, um, you know, remember to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, as goofy as we may seem, I really am a workaholic and because it's scary, it's your baby. It's just, it's fun and I love doing it, but also you're stressed out and, you know, there's a million things you could be doing, but there's always going to be work. So you have to remember to like take a break because you need that time to recharge. Makes sense. Makes sense. I think we all, especially with this idea of doing something we enjoy, the lines get muddy a lot. You kind of, mm -hmm. you don't know when you're supposed to be relaxing because you're actually yeah. enjoying what you're doing. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Drawing when we're watching TV, we're drawing... <laughs> 
or hanging out with our family. Like it's it's crazy. <laughs> right, right, right. So I know you mentioned the podcast. Talk a little bit about the podcast. It's very different. Yeah, it is a little different. Um, so we have a podcast called Drunk on Lettering. So every week we basically get um, a few drinks in our system and interview one of our lettering or design idols. And uh, we've been doing it for 77 weeks now, <laughs> which we calculated today is nearly five days of our lives. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, yeah, if anyone wants to spend five days straight listening to our voices, <laughs> it's out there on iTunes. Um, but, yeah, so the reason behind it was, as Phoebe mentioned, like, it's hard to shut off your brain. And um, as we were doing our business full time and, like, kind of, you know, not having that life-work balance, we felt like we needed some kind of passion project or something fun in our lives. And um, we, like I said, I've been involved in the lettering Instagram scene for, like, five five, six years. So like all these people I see and I see their stuff every day. And, um, when I met Phoebe, that was like the first time I could be like, Oh my God, do you follow this person? Do you follow this person? Mm-hmm. And so it's like these people that we see every day and we love their work, but we don't really know what they're like in real life. Mm-hmm. So we wanted like, you know, you could, we wanted to just like do a different kind of podcast where it's not really about finding out about their work, but just like getting to know who they are as a person. So, we decided like the best way to do that is to just like have drinks over Skype and just like ask them weird questions and make them feel uncomfortable sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and we've made so many amazing friends through the podcast. It's been really amazing experience and like just so much fun. And like, you know, podcasts are a lot of work, <laughs> but it's so rewarding. Like the people you get to meet, I'm sure you become really close to the people you interview too. And it's just like an awesome experience. Yes, it is. I mean, I'm yeah. glad I stumbled on it because I wasn't trying to originally do a podcast, and I'm glad I stumbled on it. Easy. Yeah. It's life-changing, to be honest. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> but the really... thing is... Sorry, go ahead, Phoebe. Oh, I was going to say, were you really freaked out by your voice in the beginning, too? It took me probably about <laughs> 10 episodes to kind of really... Probably more than that. I'm still a little funny with listening to my voice. I'm just now... Yeah. I think we I have about what forty. This is forty forty one episodes, and in the last five, I'm saying I got used to listening to my voice. Yeah, that's like two and a half days, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's it's very weird. Um, I try yeah. to just because most of the times you're like you you kind of know when if something goes wrong. So I kind of just skip straight to that in the past and just edit that part and I'm like I'm done that's it I don't want to hear my voice yeah imagine not remembering what you said (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh that is funny that is funny give give yourself a pat on the back yeah it's really it's it's a commitment good job yeah and creating artwork each week like it's a lot of work so good job (laughs) yeah 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 but my thing is how do you guys, and I'm not sure if you guys have some kind of hidden secret or something like that, but how are you, or it's just income, but how are you funding your podcast? Uh, we've been getting sponsorship lately. Okay. So, yeah, we, we, we've had a few sponsors for the podcast. It hasn't been consistent yet, um, but outreach, that's how we've been getting our sponsors. Okay. Yeah, same I mean, thing. Make a presentation for everything. Yeah. Um, you want, yeah. to, you want to do logos, presentation for logos. You want to do murals, that. If you want sponsors, do it for that. And 
Um, yeah, we just we screenshot our statistics from or analytics from SoundCloud and throw them in there. Yeah, because we we know that um, we've been reaching out to alcohol brands. So mm-hmm. Phoebe's has an extra fridge in her garage, and that's it's just completely full of alcohol that people have sent us. So it's nice we don't have to buy that anymore. Um, but we found that again as a marketing tool, a lot of alcohol brands don't know how to get in front of a creative audience. So um, we're that perfect bridge between the alcohol brand and creative. So that's been a good marketing strategy for us to get sponsors. But um, yeah, I mean, might as well try and get sponsors because you spend so much time doing this. So, And even if they say no to money, sometimes, I mean, obviously we all want money first thing, yeah, like that pays the rent. But um, sometimes, yeah, they'll just send us product or it'll be, um, sometimes they'll do trades, you know, so there are other ways of getting some, something out of it or your name out there with a, a brand. Cool. But I think the alcohol thing was like genius. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like perfect for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <coughs> All right. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, and just, um, we've had people that have not wanted to be a sponsor on the podcast, but we've also thrown out there like, Hey, we can design Instagram graphics, wine labels, and we're actually in the process of designing some wine labels for a big wine brand um, that said no to sponsoring us. So it's just like always looking for opportunities as a an entrepreneur, you know. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So when you guys are not creating, probably very rarely, what are you guys doing? <laughs> what are you guys doing? What do you guys like to do? Um, well, we both love to travel. Um, and... My boyfriend lives 6,000 miles away from me in Buenos Aires. So when I'm not working, I do travel to Buenos Aires. Um, and I even do work down there. Um, but travel's a big one that I like to do. Um, I like to just chill when I'm not working, like not be social, not be around anyone. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what I do. We're also both foodies, so we like to go out to eat a lot. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. My sister says I eat out too much, but I don't know, whatever. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, I like to work out and spend time outdoors. Uh, we live in San Diego, so the beach is a big thing. Yes, I'm hoping to come to San Diego. Ooh. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Have you been? No, I haven't been, been to California at all. Hopefully, oh one God. day I, I will yeah. make the trip. Yes, no. Skip the rest of the state. Just come here. Yeah. Let us know when you're in town. Definitely. 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 Yeah. Because I just, I mean, I just think San Diego is probably the best place to go to in California. Pretty, pretty yeah. warm right now. <laughs> Unlike Georgia. It's colder yeah. than I would like. Yeah. How cold is it there right now? Well, right now it's starting to warm up. Last week it was as low as 17 degrees in, wow. in Georgia, which is, doesn't make any sense to me. But, yeah, so crazy. you guys are really south. That's so scary. Yes. <clears throat> so as we get towards the end, like, what what advice would you guys have for creatives? I mean, you've given a ton of knowledge. You've dropped a ton of knowledge. But what <laughs> other advice would you have? Anything that's burning on your mind? Yeah. Um. Well, a lot of people ask us about going freelance, so that's always the work or the advice I like to give. Um, when I was thinking of going freelance and I was asking other people 
the general consensus is just you're never going to be ready. And if you have a safety net, it's always going to hold you back and you won't be able to accomplish as much as you could if you just let go of that safety net. So if you're thinking of going freelance, um, you know, you're just going to have to do it sometime and really commit yourself. And, um, you know, it's scary at first, but I think if you have a good idea of what you want to do, you should just go for it. And even if you're not wanting to go freelance, but say you want to take like a risk and yeah, be featured in a gallery or just try something new with the art you're creating. Um, just what we were saying earlier, reach out, just ask the gallery owner, Mm -hmm. ask the, uh, anyone, or just Google how to try oil paints or, you know, cross stitching. Most of the things that we've done, we didn't know how to do in the beginning. We just Googled it and made it up as we went along. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. No one's, the pro in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. We also just like, yeah, just trying things, even if you don't know exactly what you're doing. And like, we have a tendency to do things without a plan, like quit your job without a plan. Like our first mural, we had no idea how to do a mural. We just said, yes, let's, we'll do it. When we started a podcast, we had no idea how to do a podcast and it took us so long to figure out how to get it on iTunes, but we just did it. And like, you know, if we had waited till we were going to be professional podcasters, like we never would have done it, you know? Mm. I like that. I like yeah. That. Thank you guys so much. You guys are awesome. Thank you. <clears throat> I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. <laughs> well, thanks so much for having us on. And um, so you guys are in San Diego right now. Yeah. All right. So where can people go to learn about what you guys are doing? Well, you can follow our Instagrams. Um, mine's Roxy Prima. And I'm Fevers. And then our business one is Pander Design Co. You can find us at www.panderdesignco.com and then also find Drunk on Lettering on SoundCloud and iTunes. Awesome. Well, you guys enjoy the rest of your night, but thank you again for coming on. This was a blast. Yeah, thank you. Enjoy the rest of your evening and stay warm. (laughs) All right. All right. Take care. All All right. Bye. I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you want to get in touch with me, you can reach me at dpcreates on Instagram or Twitter. And please leave me a review on iTunes because that helps the podcast to grow. Thanks again. Be blessed.